Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. There's a movie that I saw recently where there's a baby that's a thief. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! No, I'm serious. This is a contemporary movie. The Virgins, please help me. Is it Boss Baby? Well, I was no, about to say it's yeah. not Boss like, Baby because he's a thief yeah. of wages. Uh, yeah. Did Sailor Moon ever fight like any kind of wolf monster? Probably. There was probably a wolf monster, a vampire monster, a, a, you know, big spaghetti monster. Okay, well, that would be. Um, Great to know. I'm sure our guests today would really appreciate that since they were famously um, mauled by wolves on (laughs) on Showtime's hit series, Yellow Jacket. Oh my god. Rose, our like fangirling has like, you know, manifested, has tranifested. Tranifested. Into something that means that uh, someone on a show that we watch listens that we to watch, our show. That we watch and have speculated has about. speculated about <laughs> on a very embarrassingly spewed conspiracy theories. Yes. And yet, and then we found out that they listen. Yes, so we found out that Liv Hewson um, from Yellow Jackets uh, is a fan of the pod. A is, a, is a virgin. A bonafide and virgin. And so, of course, we had to get them on to talk all about Sailor Moon, but also like a many, bunch of other things. Many other things. This is a very <laughs> tangenty episode. We're going to talk about Ever After. We're going to talk about Florence and the Machine. We're going to talk about the return of um, Indie Sleaze. Lord and, of the Rings. Yeah, we really we really went up, down, around, and <laughs> uh, like our, the plane crashed in this episode. Oh, yeah. And, and we had, were stuck in the wilderness and had to figure it out. And much like the ribbons in the transformation sequences of Sailor Moon, we really spun all the way out on Yes, this. because this is like a virgin, the show where we give yesterday's pop culture, today's takes. I'm Rose Damu. And I'm Fran Toronto. 
fighting evil by moonlight. I'm winning love by daylight. Never running from a real fight. She is the one named Sailor Moon. Or they are the one named Sailor Moon. Uh, you know what? I've been thinking about getting into real estate. Um, oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 you have not. That's just your no. segue. That is a very fake segue into the next conversation. <laughs> but we on the podcast have to say that we at Like a Virgin do not believe in um, the autonomy of landlords and hopefully will never become landlords. Fran Lord! Fran Lord! Fran Lord. I will not. Uh, uh, okay, Fran anyways, Lord. you were you were starting a very clunky segue into our first discussion topic. Do you want to go? Do you want to go in? Yeah, I you know, the pa- for the past week, I would say all I've been thinking about on a loop is one thing, mm-hmm. and that is the extreme television excellence that is selling the OC. Uh, it is I mean, there are only like 6 or 8 episodes in this first season. It, it was very short and I honestly felt that the ending was kind of abrupt mm-hmm. and I when like the thing ended and it was like other titles to watch, I was like that's the end of the season. I thought there would be another episode and I get you know, I'm sure with the way that that Selling Sunset has been rolling out like there's probably another season coming like pretty soon. Yeah, like in a few and months. And they're saving like the the rest of the drama for it. But on Selling the OC, the main drama that happens at the, at the end of the season is everyone's mad about Kayla trying to make out with Tyler mm-hmm. and her being slut-shamed by some of the girls for it. I, I think somewhat deservedly so, because she did try to hook up with her married co-worker. Mm-hmm. She was the, asking for it, is what is what you were saying. I'm not saying she was asking for it. I'm not saying she should have been slut-shamed. But I think the false equivalency that yeah. the two Alexes made, that her doing that was the same thing as the nosy thing, the girls kissing his mm-hmm, nose, mm-hmm. is not the same thing. Like, that's obviously, like, like, a sort of weird but, like, playful thing between coworkers. And a woman earnestly trying to get her married coworker to hook up with her is slightly different. Yeah, it's not the same thing, but it is a double standard. And I I still am by the finale on Team Kayla, even though I think Kayla kind of sucks. Actually, I'm on Team Tyler because... He's hot. You know, no, no, no. I actually think he's like the most boring looking kind of fart face guy in the whole cast. I don't mm, understand. He's, no, he's so sick. He's the hottest one. I, I disagree. I don't understand why he is like the pinnacle of attractiveness in this show uh, because he virtually has no personality. But he did interject. He doesn't and, need one. True. But he did interject and cut through the bullshit in a very severe way that I thought was effective and wonderful because this is why we need men. This is why we need men. Wait, 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 wait. I actually, this is a tangent. If we can hop between the two, this is something that also happened in the most recent season of real housewives of Beverly Hills, which you haven't watched yet. I don't think because I'm kind of I'm like off. five episodes behind. Cause I think it's bad. You've fallen off a little bit. Let me tell you they're in Aspen and it's getting really good. I won't spoil it for the virgins, but there is a moment where one of the most heated arguments ever is happening between two of the housewives and Mauricio steps in in a unprecedented intervention. And he seriously, like, 
he throws like a bucket of water on the tension. Like it, it was like such a sobering effect. And it's very similar to how Tyler like walks in and is like, hey, I know there's a reality TV show happening, but actually like real life, like humans, like we don't need to be doing this right now. Um, it's kind of antithetical to like reality TV show, like ethos. Um, but did you like this most recent episode of Rings of Power? <sighs> I didn't. <gasps> okay, tell me why. I think... What happened when I watched the first three episodes is like I got, you know, I was I was on a roll with it. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was like really experiencing it all as a whole, as a H-O-L-E and as a W-H-O-L-E. <laughs> uh-huh. um, <laughs> I was experiencing it as a whole because I am a whole and it's my experience. And I still, there's still a lot that's working for me. The way it's shot is beautiful. The music is beautiful. Mm-hmm. The stuff with Elrond and Doran is really working for me. And, and we decided the action sequences. And the action sequences. Amazing. It could not be more clear that Elrond, Doran, and Disa are working their way towards becoming a polycule. Uh-huh. Um, but it is kind of boring. And I really started to see what you were talking about about, about the costumes this week. Sorry. And really, it really hit home when I finally started watching House of the Dragon, Girl. which I had been hesitant to watch, A, because I was so burned by the end of Game of Thrones, and also B, I just wanted to wait until the whole season was out and watch it all at once. But on finding out that you had watched an episode, I was like, okay, I, I gotta, Good time I gotta to get jump with in. the time. House of Dragon, let's go. And looking at the show side by side... And watching, I actually it's watched tough. House of the Dragon right after I watched the new episode of Rings same, of Power. Same, same! The production value and costumes on House of the Dragon are infinitely better mm-hmm. than they are in Rings of Power. Mm-hmm. I think Rings of Power is shot more cinematically. Agreed. And it's more kind of lush and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that is by design. House of the Dragon is much darker in tone and also, like, literally visually darker. But it just looks better. You know, I, I experienced something of the same. And I have some lingering thoughts off of, like, last week's chat about the Rings of Power dichotomy. And one of the things in terms of, like, the visuals that I think must be acknowledged is, like, yes, like, when the Lord of the Rings trilogy was, like, shooting their movies, they were using the best equipment and the best cameras humanly possible. But it was still so long ago that there's this, like, lovely little Gaussian blur that's, like, on everything. And I think that, like, now that we're watching Rings of Power with, like, the highest deaf cameras known to man, it's, like, I, when I don't want to see the wig line. You know what I mean? Like, I don't no, want to see the I mean, Like, put the blur I mean, back on. We movies... should be making cameras worse. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, movies used to be shot in a way where there was still the ability to have sort of this, like, Vaseline yes. haze over everything. Something left to that... the imagination. Yeah, and now we don't have that, and you either find a way to work around it, or you don't. And I think, unfortunately, Rings of Power hasn't. And it's what I'm really noticing is, like, it's the wide shots that mm-hmm. are beautiful. It's yes. the landscapes. But as soon mm-hmm. as you zoom in a little too far on anything, it's clocky tea shop, mama. It's clocky tea shop. And, you know, I wanted to say that. And Rings like, of Power is clocky. <laughs> and House of the Dragon's kind of unclockable. 
unclockable. And, you know, speaking of the wide shot and visuals, action sequences, when um, in the first scene of Rings of Power, when the Regent Queen is, you know, having that dream that our city is flooding, that was epic. So incredible. And then snap, it's actually a dream and it's not real. And I was like, wait, actually, like, I was kind of waiting for the show to have stakes like that. And... For, like, something that I thought about when I did the same thing that you did watching the most recent episode of House of Dragon and then jumping over to Rings of Power was that the stakes of... Oh, House I haven't of, watched the most recent I won't, House of the Dragon. I won't spoil the most recent episode. I'm just speaking generally about it. The stakes of House of Dragon are very human and very concrete. It's like, you fucked this person, this person fucked that person, this person right, wants to kill it's, this person. It's a, it's a this political person's a drama. pedophile, this person's a murderer. Yes, it's yeah, a political Game drama. Of, Game exactly. of Thrones has always been a political drama, and that is the thing that really drew people to it when the show started and why it spawned this craze for fantasy that directly led to us having the Rings of Power, which is it turned high fantasy into something that people who watched shows like The Sopranos could watch and engage with and understand because it is very human and it's about people with power behaving badly. Um, Like, especially the first season of Game of Thrones, like, it is kind of like The Sopranos with dragons. House of the Dragon is an even smaller story Mm -hmm. than Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones had a zombie apocalypse mm-hmm. and like the rebirth of dragons into the world and and so many different so worlds many and characters tiers. yeah yeah so many characters spanning across multiple continents and house of the dragon is actually literally just about one family and all of their political intrigue with like a couple different side stories like the whole stuff that's going on in the stepstones but it is by design much smaller and i think easier to grasp and The Rings of Power is just because we know what it's all leading towards and because of how many characters there are and locations there are, even though I think it does a good job of helping you figure out who they are and where they are, it is just so much headier and it's so big that it's hard to wrap your brain around. And it's like, I'm watching Galadriel do all this stuff and... I think it would be easy to be like, why is she so pissed? Okay. Like, what? Yes. Why is she so... Like, I kind of sometimes feel like she's... And I think this is somewhat by design. Like, you're supposed to understand that this is someone who's, like, playing 40 chess and looking Mm -hmm. a thousand moves ahead and no one else is on her level. But she still has to share scenes with these people. And it's just like... It's, I don't know, it, it especially in this episode, it, like, wasn't really working for me. And also, her goal is not becoming more concrete. The stakes are not getting higher for it's her goal. It's one note. It's one note. And it's, like, at the end of the day, Galadriel's just a warhawk. Like, a warhawk with, like, really personal interests. And I like that her character is flawed in that way. But, like, I don't know. I just, I, I, I wish that she was uglier i wanted her to be ugly i want her to get in her emotions well i want her to fuck and i want her to fuck this episode gave her a new person that she had amazing chemistry with <laughs> yes. which was the queen regent yeah i wanted them to kiss well now that they're going to travel together we'll see they should hook up but they never will nothing they gay will ever happen on the rings of power 
I loved the dwarf song. Girl. <gasps> so good. Stunning. I rewound it. She sounded great. I wonder if that's her real voice. I wonder I'm I'm I would imagine like yeah. it is. I, I bet you I it, it seems it was so beautiful and it was something we dropped the album, sis. Seriously, and we've never seen a song like that in like the Lord of the Rings lore. It felt so seamless in the world of dwarves. Um something that I just like little little hanging uh lingering notes from the episode. I thought it was really cool that there was, like, a few seconds where we saw an orc burial. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but, like... Yeah, um, yeah. it humanized the orcs a little bit. And it's the first time we've ever seen, like, the other side of, like, orc life. Beyond, like, them, you know, bickering or getting mad at each other. You know what I mean? Do you think the orcs fuck? Absolutely they fuck. They're fucking and sucking. Um, yeah, we really honestly I I, I wish the show would maybe lean should, more. Maybe I should read some orc fan <laughs> you, I know you will. Um but yeah, let's talk a little bit more about House of the Dragon. So you did not watch Game of Thrones, right? I, I actually, I watched all of it. Um, but I, You did? Wa- yes, but watched oh. is a, um, a generous term <laughs> I, to, to use in describing the fact that I did, yes, sit in front of the TV as every single episode did play. But did I retain everything in the Game of Thrones universe? No, no, I did not. Okay. Did you read the Game of Thrones books? No, I have not read okay. any of that, no. Okay, I've read... All, I've read all the Game of Thrones books, and I read not the entirety of Fire and Blood, which is the book of Targaryen history that George R. R. Martin wrote, and the story that House of the Dragon is based on is one of the chapters in that book, and I think it's really interesting watching it because the way that it's written in the book is like, it's as if... I mean, fucking George R. R. Martin. Like, he can't get these last two books out, but he literally wrote a whole book that is, like, fake accounts of a fake family in his fantasy series. So the the way that House of the Dragon, that story of this Targaryen civil war, like, that's what this is building to, it's told in this book as if, like, it's a history book and these are the accounts of people who were there. And so it's not, like, a story. Like, there's no dialogue. Yeah, it's a history. It's a history. So I've watched the first three episodes. What I like is acting is great. Mm -hmm. I think the girl who plays young Rhaenyra. I just call her. I just call her mini Daenerys. Who knows what any of their names are. Daenerys Um, Jr. She's she's a great actress. Mm -hmm, Um, I wish she and her little friend who fucked her dad hooked up because they obviously... (laughs) How to vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, the As we said, the costumes are amazing. Mm-hmm. I, the CGI is really good. I think the dragons look great. Matt Smith, um, wonderful. Matt Smith is so good. Perfect for um, the universe. The actress who plays the the queen who never was, mm-hmm. you know, the, the queen who got passed over for her cousin i think yeah or um yeah her cousin yeah she's amazing and needs more to do i love her and her husband um it's all like all the parts are working for me some of the stuff that isn't is i think it just moves too fast Mm. like it's so much happens and i understand that's because we're dealing with a story that unfolds across a lot of time we're gonna get older versions of some of the younger actors in future episodes. I just think, like, 
I was watching the first episode and I felt like it should have ended with the baby dying. Mm. And that whole storyline should have been stretched out over multiple episodes. But things are presented and then resolved pretty quickly. And also Viserys, the king, is like kind of too nice. (laughs) I think he should be... Like, obviously, he makes, like, fucked up decisions, like, deciding to kill his wife so that his baby could <laughs> oh, live. you know, just a mile. It's just a, just that little decision about killing uh, his wife. Um, marrying his daughter's best friend. Uh-huh. But also, like, he, for Game of Thrones, especially what we're judging against Game of Thrones and, like, people who did really terrible things for power, like, for the most part, he kind of, like tries to do good things like he tries to bond with his daughter and like I don't know I just think that I just thought that was interesting it's like there's some people who are acting like somewhat rationally and I think it's probably to contrast that against how evil things are going to get eventually also Sir Kristen Cole so hot yeah that's actually the other thing you know about House of Dragon that I appreciate is that the show's depiction and idea of evil is so concrete. And, like, you know, it's, like, pedophiles and murderers and traitors. And, like, it's right there in your face. Um, Even if it's complex, it's right there in your face. And, like, with Tolkien, it's, like, the franchise's, like, idea of evil is so much more amorphous and abstract. And um, I don't know. I, I agree. Well, it's capital E evil, you know, yes, instead capital of like, e. instead of, you know, human evil. Yes, exactly. And, and uh, I don't mind that it moves fast, but I, you know, have a short attention span. One thing I really need is that I need the Targaryens to have bleached brows because it's not, it doesn't make sense that they're all famously platinum Lady Gaga blonde, but have dark eyebrows. I I also feel like you know these 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 blonde dreads, these silver dreads, they look good on some and not good on others. And and it's not it's not an issue with the hair; it's an issue with the wig. It is a hat. It is sitting yes, but on the skull, and I'm like just like <laughs> like the little girl who they tried to marry off to the king, <laughs> yes. and her like huge head of white curls is like mama mama and the wigs are better on house of the dragon than they are in rings of power i will say that and something i think about constantly with any fantasy show is they had did not have indoor plumbing it must smell rotten up in there yeah yeah It, it it definitely does they all smell bad have disgusting teeth yeah um Another good thing I'll say for House of the Dragon is it's obviously very aware of a lot of the criticism that was leveled at Game of Thrones about how it used yeah. women, the nudity of women and the sexual violence um, and kind of just violence in general and is not leaning into them as much. And I think actually the showrunners have said that they will not do that the way the Game of Thrones did, which is... Great. You know, the, the bar is on the floor. The bar is um, on the floor. So, so uh, happy to see that. The violence also feels like it. it's a little tapered. Like, it's still really violent, and I don't think it's necessarily a huge improvement, but, like, they aren't showing uh, the way these bodies are being mangled as much. Like, they're showing, like, some restraint, which I appreciate. I mean, it, you know, the, the, the 
birthing birthing. scene and the sort of like forced C-section in the first episode was hard to watch, but I just kept thinking this would have been so much gorier on Game of Thrones. Yes, it would have been worse. Like you would have seen her pussy on Game of Thrones and you would have watched them tear the baby out of her. Girl. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Truly like watching Sailor Moon as a kid, I remember feeling like palpable envy with like the transformation sequences where I was like, oh, I will never have that happen. Like I will never feel that. Like this sort of like spinning around in a liminal space and lights are shining. It's like there's no way for me to recreate that in real life. This sucks. What's the closest you've ever gotten? Um... It's like, great question. I don't think I have yet, but what I, the closest thing I imagined, which is also something I felt after seeing like the 2006 live action Peter Pan, which is just like, I just want, I want to do something where I'm on wires. Like I just, uh-huh. I want to fly around somewhere. 
Um, I used to do aerial silks. <gasps> what? Oh my I God. did. Okay, wait, say more about that. So I, when I was like 19, like 18, 19, I um, got really into aerial silks for a couple of years. And uh, I got pretty good at it. But then I started traveling for work more and you cannot take it with you. It's <laughs> not a portable skill set. <laughs> so I sort of let it fall to the wayside. But that was probably the closest thing in, in real life to like a wow. magical girl transformation. Is that scary? I loved it. I really loved it. Did you ever it. fall? Uh, not seriously. Okay. No. I mean, we were always practicing with mats underneath us and stuff. They they like they don't let you up there with nothing until you like could do it for a living, basically. Mm. Is it real silk or is it like a poly blend? I'm sure it's a poly blend. <laughs> like it's stretchy. Yeah. It's like when you try to buy silk pillowcases on Amazon exactly. and they're like hundred percent polyester. It's yeah. like, okay, babe, this is not doing what you think it's doing. I love to sweat. I love to do it. The aerial silks really are exactly like Sailor Moon transformations. Like, they're literal silk ribbons that, like, wrap yeah. around them, like, when yeah. they transform. But, like, the transformation sequences, like, there is something about that that you attach to as a kid. Because yes. I also, like, um, there were... It's being gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's that. Yeah, it's mostly that. <laughs> I just have, you know, my, my cultural Can memory... straight people even see that? No. <laughs> yeah, it's actually... It's just, like, a blank screen. <laughs> and, like, a, a high-pitched, like, beeping sound. Yeah, it's um, like listening to Abba. It's just, like, it's different. <laughs> There's like I remember being like I don't know like before pre middle school so maybe like tween preteen vibes like going to Blockbuster and getting like those VHS tapes that have like eight episodes on them or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah, at yeah. a time you would watch like six to eight episodes and that was all you could get and I would like there were only two at Blockbuster and I just rewatched those like sixteen episodes like over and over again but there's something about the transformation sequences that just like really captures your imagination and also just like trans like you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. it's very just like yeah. and i just want to be something else but you know retroactively it is kind of hilarious that every time they fight someone like the bad guys have to like wait seven minutes for them to like <laughs> yeah. trans. they're like sitting there like oh my god okay, this again, <laughs> this again it's you very know. mannered it's quite polite it's like no she's doing her number guys just wait just like, wait just on. wait just respect so did you first discover sailor moon was it on TV? It was like a Saturday morning it cartoon was. situation. Well, yeah. So I, so I mean, it came out in '92, um, but I saw it in like 2001. I, I think it was 2001 because I think I was in kindergarten. Um, and it was like for for whatever reason at that time on uh, I don't remember which channel, but like public TV in Australia in the mornings, like um, Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon would air back to back, and so my older brother and I would wake up and watch them both. Um, either on the weekend or before going to school. I don't remember. So I was like five. Mm. And um, could you ask for a better age to get really into Sailor Moon? You know, <laughs> no, you it's, could not. And it, it really, it resonated with not just me, but like a lot of kids in my grade. Like we would play Sailor Moon, like imaginary games together at school for years. And like my, like Sailor Mercury was my first crush yeah. on like any fictional character ever. Oh yeah. Was Sailor Mercury... Okay, so Sailor Mercury was your crush. Which one of them did you want to be? It is a different question, That's yes. That's what I was going to yeah. ask, yeah. And I don't, I'm tr I was trying to remember, like, when my friends and I played Sailor Moon at school. It's like, who who was who? And I don't remember. I don't remember who was who. I don't remember if we took turns or if we, like, made up our own. If it was like, we've just learned how many planets there are. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. what the moons of the planets are. So we're going to be our own Sailor Scouts. I think, I think it changed. Um, but I remember vividly being like in love with Sailor Mercury. She's hot. Yeah. I mean, they're all hot. Oh, yeah. Sailor Mercury, though, is very like, 
mean mommy, like sexy yeah. mean mommy, like very like hot, like femme top kind of vibes. Yeah. And she's like, she's really smart. And like, I liked her powers the best. And it was that true, like sort of um, pre-aware gay kid thing of like, no, I just really like her. I just think she's great. It's I don't, <laughs> it's not important. Um, which one did you want to be? I also don't remember. Or who was your favorite? Um, I'm sure, like, if we were, I also, like, used to play, like, Sailor Moon as a kid. Or, like, but and you would kind of duke it out for, like, who's who. But I'm yes. sure I was like, I'm going to be Sailor Pluto. Um, Like, this, like, was there a Sailor Pluto ever? I'm sure. I, yeah, I don't, Sailor I got Pluto to was, was little, right? Was younger? No, that's um, Chibi Moon. That's Chibi, Chibi Moon. Who is so fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Except there's that one arc where she gets like aged up and she's oh. evil and she's in like the all black outfit Ooh, and it's that. very fierce. Good for I, her. I don't know if there was a Sailor Pluto. I think I just wanted to be Sailor Pluto because I thought that was cool. But this was back when Pluto was a planet. Yeah, and it's now been it demoted. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to remember now whether my friends and I also imagined a Sailor Pluto because we were trying to take the planets off or if there actually yeah. was one. But I, you know, in that era, playing Power Rangers was also a huge thing but everyone just wanted to be the red ranger and the thing about like you know choosing power rangers is like none of the power rangers have any really distinct character or personality traits like <laughs> you just kind of pick your favorite color and that's the one that you well i wanted be. to be the pink ranger obviously, obviously. kimberly obviously. yeah kimberly the most 90s name possible yeah. yeah. Kimberly. God, where are all the Kimberly? Kimberly and Danielle. Those mm-hmm. were like the 90s names. Danielle. Speaking of Ever After, Danielle DeBarbrack. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Come on. It is, it's probably like one of the most important movies of my childhood. It's one of my favorite films. And I, it's like, it's so bizarre now to like think about like being nine and really loving that movie. And then when I... When I worked on Santa Clarita Diet, I was like, wow, if only I could go back to me at nine and say, like, you're going to work with Drew Barrymore, which is now something I can also say about Melanie Linsky in that film. Oh, my God. So, you just, okay, Angelica Houston's next. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, then we'll get you with Richard O'Brien. Yes, please. Um, who else is the, uh, and, that, and the other evil Houston stepsister, you know. Angelica Houston should be on Yellow Jackets. That would be sick. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I just got goosebumps. Yeah, <laughs> <such fan service. laughs> Same. Um, yeah, Ever After. Truly incredible. Um, Yet another thing that captures the uh, the imagination of like transformation. Yeah, you know? just like I'm gonna be one upped, like, and get my full glam. And it's also very class conscious. It is. <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I liked that it was like a it was like a fairy tale movie and a period piece at the same time. Like it took Cinderella very seriously. Yes, you know, it did. Which I appreciated. And it was also like. Leonardo da Vinci. Oh, I couldn't get enough of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah so who was not who could have been gayer in the movie? Absolutely. I mean, sure, definitely. Yeah. He was he was gay because he you know he was sucking and fucking. He was definitely <laughs> sucking and fucking. Um, okay, my favorite Sailor Scout was Sailor Venus. Yeah, yes. because I liked that. Like in the lore of the show, she was like famous. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Tell me. I don't remember this. There was this whole thing with, like, Sailor V. Uh-huh. Right then, at the beginning. Yeah. And, like, and like um, you know, Serena was, like, obsessed with her. And then she came to school and then was also one of the Sailor Scouts. Okay, here's the thing. is like, I don't really remember a lot of the plot specifics no, no. of yeah. Sailor Moon. Because it's not really about that. It's more about vibes. Well, it's so interesting, too. Because, like, at the time for us, there were, there were a couple of different versions of it like right. i like yep. it's it's on hulu now mm-hmm. so like last night i like went on and watched a couple of episodes to like remind myself of the structure yeah, of the show because i was like wait i'm not six what uh, do i remember <laughs> what happens um and they have like the they have 
a, a subtitled version and then like a dubbed mm-hmm. version. Um, but the dubbed version is not the English version that was airing when we were younger. Oh, like, yeah, I think that no. was lost no. time. Yeah, like it's uh, it's just like a, a, a dialogue translation of the Japanese version. But the English version that was on when we were younger was like completely different. Full liberties taken. Yeah, yeah. like re-edited, like a, a lot of things Americanized, plot details changed. Well, and they made the gay characters cousins. 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 And you're like, well, these cousins are really close, aren't they? And like, like the, the English opening titles um, that we remember are completely different. Like the, the Fighting Evil by Moonlight song and the animation that goes with it is not the same at Do you know the, the whole the theme song by heart? Uh, I, I, it would be cheating because I looked it up oh, last night. <laughs> I, I do know it by heart. Oh, it's a good song. It's so good. I mean, the guitar riff. Yeah. Is like, oh, yeah. It, it fucks. There actually has to be, there should be a contemporary pop star that covers that for our generation. Who would like, you want to cover? I, 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 I don't know why, but I immediately thought of Doja Cat. But she's kind of covering a lot of things, like... She covered. I would like um, a Miley Cyrus like rock cover of it. Yeah. Oh my god. Like plastic hearts. What about you? Pilled. <laughs> Pla- when you said plastic hearts, I immediately thought Marina and the Diamond. Oh, I Marina would be great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Marina is a- in certain eras has been a little Sailor Moony. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, Fruit is kind of yes. Sailor Moon vibes. I mean, maybe just because of like the skirt and the boots, but I think Ariana would do a good job. Yeah, but I don't know that I would love her version the most. Although I was listening to Sweetener on my way here, <laughs> but as I by often yeah. want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it would be, I mean, actually, we were also talking about Florence before. Mm. But Florence, oh, would Florence be cover so of haunting. Sailor Moon would be insane. Can you imagine? <laughs> like it would just, turn into like a funeral dirge. <laughs> yeah, tambourines and like, like war drums. Of, um, like that bit of the Charlie's Angel song where Lana like makes everything slow down. <laughs> yeah. 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 She oh really God. killed the vibe. <laughs> Florence would make a great Sailor Moon villain. Oh my God. Well, Queen Beryl. Queen Beryl is <laughs> looks Florence. a little bit like Queen her. Queen Beryl is also, we're talking about hot mommy so mean hot. mommy vibes yeah. Queen Barrel will step on you absolutely for and the, you will ask her for more for the virgins do you want to explain who Queen Barrel is she's like she's the OG Sailor Moon villain and she has like this big like flowing purple dress and like red hair down to her waist and she's mean and she's yeah. so mean yeah she's awesome she and she yeah she is Florence Florence could play her in the Sailor Moon live action okay wait movie. Sailor wait Moon a live action <laughs> Sailor Moon live action film but television yeah, show? But I don't know that that could ever happen because how could they do the transformation sequences? Right. No, Rose. It would we, be disappointing. Rose, let's 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 think imaginatively. Let's let's manifest okay, this because if Florence three, the villain, in thirty years when the CGI has progressed enough to the point where they could make it happen. Well, I'm yeah. We could well, do like a revisit of some old school practical, like whatever they were doing for Barbarella, but like speed okay. it up. Yeah. Barbarella. Yeah. Oh my god. I have never actually watched that movie like all the way through. Oh, you, you would love it. Yeah. I've I mean, also never seen it. You'd both really Girl, like it. Maybe we should, should do, do a, it. We yeah. should do a Jane Fonda episode. But here's the thing. If Florence is the villain and you're, I'm going to say Sailor Uranus. Okay. Because the episode that I watched to prep for this show was the episode where Haruka's kind of like introduced as a character and they're introduced as a boy yeah. in disguise. And all of the sailors have like an immediate crush on them. Mm-hmm. And I think the creator okay. of Sailor Moon was like on the record being like, this sailor's 
a boy and a girl. Yes, no, that is true. And then, like, there were moments, it was clarified, or, like, there were arguments about it or whatever. But, like, it's full, like, you don't know what gender I am, but you're hot for me, and therefore you're gay. Like, that is, like, the vibe of In a way that's, like, quite explicit and purposeful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can voice the cats. <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm is... Luna. <laughs> it's honestly kind of sad how accurate that is. Like, I think in any animation, if I ever if I ever get into voiceover acting, they'll be like, "Okay, you're the gay annoying cat." Yeah, like, and we'll I'm do. Giving no, meow. but we'll still do some kind of like motion capture work on set where they like sure. <laughs> use our faces. They stay. Yeah, we'll up. do cats yeah. again. It will be giving dots. It's... It'll be the dots on the face. You no, know. no, not just the face, girl. Full golem, like green yeah. screen, like yeah. suit, yeah, or like Benedict Cumberbatch's smog <laughs> no. crawling around oh on my the God, floor. I forgot about that. Yeah, I did. I mean, I did go to cat school at the junket for the Cats musical in London. Amazing. So I did learn how to move like a cat. See, everything's falling into place. Yeah. <laughs> so in preparation for this. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today 
at purdueglobal.edu. Were you a theater kid or anything like that? Yeah. This is an unsafe space. But, um. <laughs> no, like I, it's to the extent that you imagine. Yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. Like I, I did. I did drama in high school, obviously. And, but not only that, like where, where I learned how to be an actor is through doing like workshops and plays with a local theater company in my hometown from like 14 and up. Mm. Um I was I was Brutus and Julius Caesar my final year of high school. Wow, a two um, Brutus. No, yeah, yeah, it was it was fun. Um, and that's I that's a good role. That's a juicy role. Oh, I loved it. I loved every second <laughs> of it. But yeah, like that's theater stuff. Like lights up my brain like um, a firework. And I have all to of us keep are recovering theater <laughs> kids in one way or another. That's just what being queer is, pretty much. Well, do you still have the same like love of theater? Are you like, or is it more of like a nostalgic? thing? No, I love it. Yeah, I love it. yeah would I you want to do theater? One hundred percent. Yeah, I miss. What's it. your dream role? I Beatrice and Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, that's good. That's a great answer. Yeah, I really want to do it. Beatrice's vibe. What I don't remember the plot. So Beatrice is um is funny and like uh quite bold and quite self possessed. Mm. And uh, Much Ado About Nothing is is about like a couple of things, but um it's my favorite love story in Shakespeare. There's like Beatrice and Benedict who like fight, like like ostensibly do not get on, but right. they don't get on because they have history and have known each other for a long time and like are really good at pissing each other off. Which of course means that like that turns into banter, and then they have been in love the whole time, and right, it's, it's wonderful. It's like oh, the person you've known forever who like annoys the shit out of you. You know that does a lot for me. Mm. Um, it's a great play. It's my. So favorite you play. love Shakespeare? Yes, a lot. I also love Shakespeare, <gasps> and, as we have is, talked about. Is before. that your favorite play? Mm-hmm, it is. It's my favorite play of his. Rose, do you remind me of yours. Your favorite? <sighs> I. Go back and forth between A Midsummer Night's Dream and The Tempest. Nice. Those are my two favorites. And, like, it kind of depends on the vibe. Like, I do like that The Tempest is, like, weird and sad and that it's, like, the last of his plays. It's quite melancholy. Um, but, I I mean, Midsummer is just, like, the best. Have you seen the National Theatre Live recording of the production of Midsummer that Gwendolyn Christie's in? No. So oh they So she plays t- um, Titania, but they swap <laughs> Titania and Oberon's roles in the play so oh, actually, like she hot. she fucks with him i love that and Goosebumps. they use beyonce's love on top in a really good way <laughs> it's awesome okay crushes mm-hmm. yours was sailor mercury mine was tuxedo mask uh, can i say and queen barrel and this this should have tipped me off as to like my whole deal earlier on i think but like even as a kid watching sailor moon every time tuxedo mask showed up i was always like who's this guy like get him out of here <laughs> yeah. like it's go away i was always so annoyed whenever he would show up he is pretty annoying and like all he does is neg yeah sailor moon he's mean yeah and isn't like he's like older or something? Yeah, he is. There's a dynamic. pervy vibe. She's textually fourteen. Yes. yes, it's one of the first things she says. Yeah. <laughs> she's fourteen. <laughs> loves meatballs or, or, or has meatball meatball head. She's a loves klutz, food. She's a crybaby. Yeah, she's a fourteen year old. It's crazy. And he's like 25. Do they ever say, like, what, do you ever really find out what his whole deal is? I well, never paid attention no, to him. No, I mean, you either. find out that they are like reincarnated sure, lovers sure, sure, sure. from the moon. Like, oh, I guess. I yeah. That. Well, that's the whole thing is that like Serena or like Usagi, if you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the original, is like, was the queen of this like 
well, of the moon or like a, some other magical princess. planet princess, princess yeah. empress something and then she sent herself and all of the sailor scouts to earth yep. to be reborn mm-hmm. right and tuxedo mask as well yeah to be reborn to fight monsters question mark mm. <laughs> the lore yeah. is a little hazy in parts maybe monsters aliens mm-hmm. not really sure i always liked too that the monsters would were genuinely quite scary very yeah. scary and also extremely gay yeah, yeah. they were always, always. really gay mm-hmm. very very powerful very like vividly drawn like the like the weapons they carried were always pretty intense like sailor moon is, is sort of like fluffy and, and fun but also the stakes were quite real you know, yeah. which I always liked. It always felt like they defeated the monsters like faster than it actually took them to transform. Absolutely, to the monsters. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. I be- <laughs> but about, I appreciated that. Like a half of the episode was kind of teenage hijinks. Yes. Then another twenty-five percent of the episode was them all transforming. Five percent was them defeating the villain, and then ten percent was like tuxedo mask being a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> that is the mathematical equation of every Sailor Moon episode. I watched um, I like watching the pilot last night. I was like, oh, this is Buffy. <laughs> it is literally <laughs> yeah, Buffy. Yeah. Are you a Buffy? Stan? Yeah. Well, I I haven't seen the whole thing. I think I I've seen. I think I stopped halfway through season four, but I've seen the musical episode. Okay. So it's like through important. cultural osmosis, yes, and then the chunks of it I have season seen. Season four yes. is really hard to get through. It was rough. But the end of it is really good, and then season five is great. Can you season skip six is season great, four, or is there too much missing? From there? I mean, you do kind of need the context, but the thing with like TV shows of that era is that the seasons have so many episodes. Well, I, that I think was part of the barrier for me. Yeah, so I, I was mean, like, oh god, every season has twenty four episodes. <laughs> yeah, and they're all an hour long. Mm-hmm. Oh, but god. but I do like that because it gives them the leeway to do these like little weird one-off episodes yeah that, or like, stuff that's just character study yes exactly yeah. which you know like in the era of like 10 episode tv series yeah. like you don't get as much of I never know. ever ever again i do miss it i miss like a monster of the week or like a bottle yeah. episode i love a bottle episode yeah i love a bottle episode too i can't remember the last time i watched like something contemporary that was like a bottle episode like the last thing i can think of is like girls you know, there was that... a bottle episode in Dear White People that I remember really liking. Oh, I didn't watch that. Um, Sandman did a bottle oh. episode. Oh, wow. I, an, cool. Another reason for you to watch it. I will watch it. it. I will watch it. I feel like Sailor Moon was like the primordial, like, heroine bimbo. You know what I mean? Like, came before Buffy in the, like, I'm hot, but I also can kick ass. And, like, sometimes I'm a little ditzy, but, like, don't underestimate me is, like, kind of the... Buffy Sailor Moon alignment question mark totally agree disagree yeah, the, yeah I mean no, that's I, I the whole idea of there's Buffy. a real thread there for sure I'm trying to think of other folks that like fit into that archetype Luke Skywalker <laughs> Luke Skywalker <laughs> yes the himbo total himbo yeah um I guess like you see it more now because that is more of an archetype now. I wonder if the Powerpuff Girls pilot would have done that. <gasps> what well, I would like to see it. How many? I would, we, like, this is like the fourth reboot in like the last like five years. I feel. but this was the live action one. There's a live action one. There well, was supposed to be, it was but a it, pilot, was, it was canceled. They shot the pilot twice, but I, I don't even think know it they got like picked up. make cancelable pilots anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. But I remember, I remember feeling. I'm like, just, re- just show us the pilot. Yeah, yeah I want to see it because oh, we saw all the paparazzi photos of them on exactly. wires and stuff. Wait, yeah. I haven't seen this at all. Yeah, Dove, is Dove Cameron Dove was in Cameron, it. And then I, Dove I, Cameron. Off the top of my head, I don't remember. Yeah, who I think. Else. Does she play bubbles? She was bubbles. Naturally. Who else would she be? 
Wait, who was playing him? Not Billy Porter. Not Billy Porter. Did they ever tell us who was playing him? I don't remember. They probably didn't get that far into it. That's um, so, that would be, I have to play him. Which Powerpuff girl are you? Oh, 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 oh. Which one's the green one? Buttercup. Yes. Buttercup's also mean mommy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel that I am also spiritually You're a buttercup. Buttercup. I'm Blossom. Unfortunately, why sad? Why sad to be blossom? Because I'm always the the one, the logistical one. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm always the one that's like, you guys, let's get it together. We have like these things to get done. Guys, that's Uber's actually be here not in two always minutes. true. No, I'm not saying you that. are kind of a bubbles. I am kind of. I, so that's the thing is like, I am a bubbles. I am. I am an airhead. I'm late to things. I'm constantly forgetting shit. But for some reason. People make me the blossom in every friend. Or do you make yourself the blossom? Well, if no one else is gonna like, you know, buy tickets for the movie, we're gonna see. (laughs) It's like it's self-enforcing. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, I guess I'll research Airbnbs. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But it's true that if you're in a group and someone is really leaning into their their bubbles energy or their buttercup energy, you do by default become. I send the calendar invite. (laughs) A lot of silent decision making. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out the train times. Um, Powerpuff Girls, I I watched a little bit, but I I remember not attaching to it in the same way. I think because I didn't love the animation style. Yeah. It's very Hanna-Barbera. Is that what that era of cartoon? Scooby-Doo. Oh, I mean, just the era of cartoons. The cartoon cartoon. Like Cartoon Network? Yeah, cartoons, that's what I'm like, thinking of. Thank you. Like um, Samurai Joe yeah. and um, Johnny Samurai Bravo. Jack? Samurai yeah, Jack? Yeah, Samurai, <laughs> Samurai, <laughs> Samurai, <laughs> Samurai Joe. Samurai Jack. Samurai and, Jeremy. And Johnny Bravo? Yes. Uh, yeah, Johnny yeah. Bravo. And I've seen a lot of fan art of Samurai Jack and Johnny Bravo kissing. Oh, now we're talking. Well, yeah. kissing. Not just kissing. <laughs> well, not just kissing. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I wanted, like, to, I wanted the Powerpuff Girls to have hands. I was like, how are they holding hands? That is so disturbing. <laughs> They're it like is really weird when hands. cartoons <laughs> don't have hands. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the hard line of the the animation styles vary of the time. I and feel. I loved the animation style of Sailor Moon so much. I yeah. thought it was really beautiful. It's like it be, being really young watching it, being like, oh, this like just fucking rules. This yeah. is gorgeous. In the pantheon of gender non-specific kind of protagonists are like very like envy protagonists. Like all of the Studio Ghibli like heartthrobs are in, like Howl mm-hmm. and I mean, Howl, Howl okay. just who... is non-binary, right? Like yeah, what are we doing? For sure. Yeah. And he has that whole like meltdown because he's not, he's like not beautiful. His like, he dyes his hair or like his hair turns a different color and he's like, I'm not beautiful I mean, anymore. who among us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have been in that exact <laughs> scenario more times times that I want to admit and he's to. literally like I'm gonna kill myself that is the thought train. I've gotten out of the salon chair like should I kill myself it's should like I kill myself sometimes. or do I kill the stylist yeah yeah one or the other yeah or both or both. suicide yeah why not I mean hell's so hot Haku's so hot Princess Mononoke's so hot I, I can't even talk about it and then, <laughs> yeah and wow. then Haruka Haruka gender goals Sailor Uranus and also the food in Studio Ghibli movies like <sighs> It just looks so good. I had a similar thing with like with uh, makeup in animation when I was younger, oh. like like in Mulan when they put the lipstick oh on. My God. Uh, yeah. Or like how people how people's hair moved. That with, whole like, opening number in Mulan killer. is yeah is a banger. Gorge. Yeah, stunning. And those, those are images that I just remember really latching onto. Like, yeah, oh God, hair animated hair is very important, and Sailor Moon does it great so hair. well. Yeah, I mean, the, how long is her hair to be? flowing that long in those pigtails. 
Wow. She definitely has some extension work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's definitely got plugs. She, she's got a weave. Yeah. I love long, flowing, animated hair. That was when I used to draw when I was little. Like, hair was, like, the big thing that I was really obsessed with. And hair and animation is so specific. Like, um... Ariel's weird bang thing yes, in The Little absolutely. Mermaid. Like, what is that? Yeah, or like um, Huge like Meg's bang. really angular hair in Hercules. Mm-hmm. Oh, like so the curl angular. drawn into it. The little swirls for nipples. The nip swirls! The nip swirls, which the, were very controversial at the, the time. Elbow swirls, yes, the elbow swirls. The elbow swirls. The joint swirls. <laughs> what was that? I just, uh, they're just like, it's Greek, I guess. Yeah, like, they're Corinthian columns. Like, kids will like, will, like, learn how to draw from stuff they're seeing. And, like, my, my older brother would, like, draw stuff that was, like, very stylistically taken from Hercules. So it always reminds me of him. And I remember friends of mine like learning how to draw from Sailor Moon. Like yeah. filling up their sketchbooks with with hair, you know, with, yeah. like figuring out how to draw the skirts. <laughs> I, I definitely just, used to draw Sailor Moon same. a lot. I used to draw like anything I would watch. And I just remembered, um, so Mulan, the, the first and one of two times I'd ever really been to Disneyland slash world. What's the one in Florida? World? Disney World. Disney World. Um, as a kid, I was like a little baby kid, was right before Mulan came out. And you could go into this like exhibit that had like original like sketches of the Mulan kind <gasps> of like world. Can we talk about concept art like yes. generally <gasps> for a second? Incredible. Studio Ghibli concept Ooh. art. Like do you have like a, a memory attachment to any sort of specific concept art? I just remember like anytime I fell in love with a movie, like either my, my parents would or like I would like try to get a hold of whatever behind-the-scenes book was made about it. Yep, mm. I have the Lord of the Rings one. The Absolutely. Visual Companion. Oh yes. yes, yes, yes. Like all the, of them. I have all of all them. All of, like, Alan Howe's drawings, like the the um, the books about the Narnia movies. I have the Titanic one, too. Yeah, like the Star Ooh, the Wars Narnia books. movies. I love The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Me, too. It's so good. The Lord of the Rings ones, those Visual Companions, though, they should be studied because, yes, like, yes. they actually textually are so rich and like they give you so many sketches and so much world building that like so much of it is lost on you because the, these movies are so maximalist and Lord of the Rings so the is time. so special <gasps> what I like the so original incredible. trilogy are like they're some of my like favorite films and like get ready for this I watch them every year I watch all three extended editions Christmas every year on New Year's Day yes and I call it ringing in the new year do okay, you do it take alone a or in a group or is there um, a ritual to it do you there's have a, there's a friend foods? in Australia that I do it with if, if we're in the same place and if we're not I'll do it by myself okay well if you need a someone to watch with this year I mean let's go us. let's, let's do go because I also around the holidays do the same thing but I am want to do like watch the whole series, and then just, like, start it over again. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. You know? They're or, like, with, I'll watch The Two Towers twice, you They're know? made with so much care. And, like, mm-hmm. like everyone involved cares, like, the, the most amount possible. And, like, they everybody has the resources they need, the time they need. Like, everybody's invested. They're, I mean, beyond anything else, it's just such a unique cinematic achievement, I think. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, I but that's the difference between the Hobbit and why it's infuriating is like not the same level of care did not go into it yeah. because of the way it was made and like the like Guillermo del Toro of it all and like Peter Jackson. I do more than that. Minute. Talk about concept art, my I God! Mean, yeah. If like, can you imagine if we had gotten yes. Guillermo del Toro's yes, vision of the Hobbit? Damn, Did you damn, damn. have you heard the tea about how the Amazon Prime like Rings of Power reached out to Peter Jackson and then ghosted him? I did read that. No. <laughs> Tell me. They so they apparently when they first started pulling the show together, they reached out to him and, and they were like, "Hey, we would love for you to be involved 
to what capacity, we don't know. And Peter Jackson was like, yes. Which, like, he doesn't say yes to things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was kind of shook. But he said yes, and then they fully ghosted him. And he's, like, on the record, like, you know, talking to journalists, being like, yeah, and I never heard back from them again. Like, such a queen. Like, I was like, yeah, it worked. Good. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. They, like, put on the ring and were like, bye. What is Peter Jackson even? Is he doing anything? The Beatles documentary. Yeah, that's... Oh, what no. I was gonna say. Peter, Peter Jackson is like a quite passionate documentarian. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Nothing but respect for Peter Jackson, but he he could not pick a less interesting subject for me to consume. I do not want to watch. You don't want to watch Beatles. the six hour Beatles documentary. I do not. <laughs> you could no. not pay me. I will skip to the Yoko sections and then I'll be done. She's in it. Listen, yeah, I oh, think she is. Okay. Yeah. the Sailor Moon theme song is better than any song the Beatles ever wrote. And, <laughs> say it. Tell the people. Yeah, yeah. say that. <laughs> Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Glow with your best skin. Be confident in your skin. Be brave in your skin. With Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash, cover your skin in layers of rich moisturizers and vitamin B3 complex, transforming your skin from dry and dull to moisturized and smooth in just 14 days. Feel the best in your skin and glow with confidence, all pride. Olay Body is a proud sponsor and supporter of iHeartRadio and PNG's Can't Cancel Pride, raising funds and support for the LGBTQ plus community. Olay Body wants you to feel empowered to live with confidence in your own skin, not just all month, but all year long. And when you feel the best in your skin, you can do anything. So this pride glow with confidence with the help of Olay Body. Check out Olay's new Indulgent Moisture Body Wash online or at your favorite retailer. Happy Pride! This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
I think I definitely pretended to like the Beatles as a kid, mm-hmm. like, you know, and also, okay, actually, the trailer, not Across the Universe, the movie, but the trailer right, for it. Across the you Universe. You should see it. It's worth I watching. do love J- Jim Sturgis is in it, right? I believe so. Yeah, because he is in Sandman. And I've been thinking about how cute he is. So I wouldn't recommend I watching that. it sober, but I I would right. say yeah, that it like for me like when that trailer came out, I remember it was like you know in the era of YouTube, early eras of YouTube, where you become with an obsessed with a video and you just like have to watch it like every single day for like weeks and yeah. weeks. And the I mean, I've seen it like one of those. I've probably seen the entire movie through gifts on Tumblr. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. yeah, they went mad for it over there. Yeah. That was tum- that was the Tumblr. You've era. seen Uncle Sam leaning with the pointing finger. Yes, yeah, the pointing oh, finger. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Oh my But the God. movie itself, early, was... early Tumblr was <laughs> truly, truly. A, a thing that happened. That was, very Sailor that was a Moon place culture, time. very Lord of the Rings culture, very, very Florence a, the Machine absolutely, culture. Absolutely. I think I had a Florence and the Machine Tumblr for a minute. The Did first? you really? Right at like at the very, because like the beginning of her career was like kind of when Tumblr was at its peak. I used to have a Tumblr that just reposted images of Solange and Beyonce together and I called it Keeping Up with the Knowleses. <laughs> That's amazing. .tumblr.com. But it never got popular or anything, unfortunately. The first time I ever heard a Florence and the Machine song was um, in a trailer for a new season of one of my favorite shows at the time, which was a BBC show called Being Human. Did either of you ever see it? I think an American version of it was made, but it's about a werewolf... A ghost and a vampire. Wait, I do remember. I remember this. Yes, thank yeah. you. It already sounds like something Rose has watched. Um, I haven't watched it, but I definitely like remember its it existence. It was incredible. And I, I, if I remember correctly, it was the trailer for season two, I think. But I was in love with this show. And they used Howl, like the Florence song oh, Howl. My, oh, my God. It's, what a great song. Yeah, in the okay, trailer. The first time I ever saw her live was like her first... American show when she was like breaking out. Mm-hmm. It was at Terminal Five in New York. Oh. It's the first time I ever did acid, mm. and she opened with "How." Come on! And Whoa. I was like, I like left my body and like was communing with her yes. in like a, a fully spiritual way. And she was like a vessel to some like greater power. And I was like hunched over my computer with the trailer on YouTube. Listening to it so I could type the lyrics into Google, oh. being like, "What? What is this song? Is this Who a pre- is this?" This Shazam world. Yeah, uh. yeah, it was. And I, I found it, and I was like, "Who's Florence and the Machine?" And then I bought her album like that week. I think that, that album, album is, is is so like <laughs> that album is so like raw and like like so many different sounds, and her voice is so like angry but also beautiful. I yeah. probably watched the Cosmic Love music video. Oh like, my god. Like upwards of five hundred times the year that it came out. Yeah, I I would go for like walks by myself a lot as a teenager. I would like go to this like one public swing set or like explore my my neighborhood. I lived right near like a, a national reserve, and I just remember like sitting in a park alone, like memorizing the lyrics to "My Boy Builds Coffins." Just like she understands mm. me. I've seen her every era, and so now wow. I, I, I have to see this era because I do think that this album that she just released, Dance Fever, Dance Fever, is like one of my favorites in a while. It's really good. I okay. I want to know what's your favorite Florence album? Oh my god. Okay, tough. But I think I think like truly at the end of the day, it's it's how big, how blue, how beautiful. Yeah, it's her best. It's her best album. I really and that's love your it fave too, right? Yeah, 
It's my fave. Queen of Peace is like yeah. one of my favorite Florence. What kind songs. of man is a crazy opener? Like yeah. it's it's incredible. It throws you right in the deep end. And then Various Storms and Saints is one of my favorite songs of hers. Well, it's like the album where she started getting really into dance mm-hmm. and like and you can I mean she's always been such a like a mover, you yeah. know, especially like you see her live performances and like it's all about this like frenetic energy she has. But yeah. like you can kind of hear this like interest she has in like theatrical performance yes. coming through in the music. Yes, exactly. Um and like what kind of man does what kind of man is is very that various storms and saints is so good. It's so it's beautiful. Beautiful. And that that vi- the music video of it is there a music video of that? I don't know. Because she did a, she did it. a bunch of videos for that album that were like sort of connected, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think there was like a, a various storms and saints moments. Um Highest Hope is probably my least. It's it's so favorite. different. It is so different. It's still really good. And yeah. I saw when she was touring, she did a performance of it at BAM, mm-hmm. which was like the right context to see it in. And mm. it made me like it a lot more. So intimate. But it's, it is very different from her, all of her other work. I was really always a ceremonials girl. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, that was a transportive yeah. album. That came out when I was living in Bushwick, like, near one of the huge cemeteries there, and I would, like, go on walks in the cemetery listening to ceremonials, and so that was very the vibe of that. If it, it, her music feels like like motion, like movement. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I remember, like, making a stupid tweet about it, like, ages ago, but her music makes me feel like I can control the weather. Yeah. Like, I'm about <laughs> to summon is... a thunderstorm. Yeah. Because Florence she Machine is, is playing. She That's is a witch. So yes, she is! Oh, she absolutely. Is a, she's a witch. She's, like, a fairy, she's a demon, mm-hmm. she's all of those things. And I think that like when she came onto the scene, which is when I fell in love with her, I feel like her I think Tumblr culture had like created a perfect like landscape for her to come into because like self-serious, like Kate Bushian mm-hmm, weather mm-hmm, weather mm-hmm. controller is like very like I don't know. There are a lot of people that I think are that are in that legacy of like you know what right. she did first. Like the there was nothing of, like her when she came onto the scene. The yeah, of like there is a power within me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the way had kind of been cleared for her a little bit with like Amy Winehouse, oh, Duffy, yeah. Adele of yeah. like these sort of alternative British singer mm. songwriters who made like very emotive music Mm -hmm. but she kind of brought the like big booming pop into it and like chamber pop was certainly not something we were like listening to in in 2009 i also don't know like what other what other music sounded like that with like the no, kind nothing, of the besides Kate Bush, like nothing else. Yeah, but, I mean, particularly at the time, yeah. like you know, in in like the years before her first album release was like is like two thousand and six, seven, eight, and I I can't think of anyone like her yeah. at the time. Yeah, and she also well, because I think the first song of hers that really broke out was "Kiss with a Fist." So it was, yeah. it was almost like that was before it was kind of days? yeah, it was kind of that. like sneaky in a way because you kind of got one thing for her. She was very you know she kind of like snuck in at like the tail end of like Kate Nash. Kate Nash a little Kate? bit a little bit Lily Allen. A, a little, little Lily Allen. Yeah. Oh like my the, God. the the kiss with a fist tone is like the Venn diagram overlap, I think. Totally. Yeah. Oh my God. Kate Nash. My fingertips are holding onto the cracks in our foundation. Kate Nash and Lily Allen were both 
on the very first mix CD that my very first boyfriend made for me. That is so sweet. That's so yeah. gay. So gay. But that honestly, that what even is that era of like indie pop? Like I miss. There's something. It's coming back because you know is indie sleaze is like the thing that it's everyone's like, it's talking like about. It's like sort of like lo-fi, like snarky. Yeah. I don't know. There's something quite earnest about it mm-hmm. as so well earnest. that I think maybe people are missing. But like we just don't have bands like. Edward Sharp and the Mag- Magnetic Zeros anymore. You oh know what God. I mean? Like, Which or like, I mean, that's probably a good. <laughs> <laughs> Devendra Banhar, um, like, kind of throaty acoustic set list, and they're like seventeen members of the band, and you don't know what the other like fifteen do. Mm. You know, like that. I would be down vibe. to like go to like a gig. You know, like a oh, yeah. dirty. Yeah grungy like oh, yeah. rock show I know actually this is something that I was thinking about when I went to see Chromatica Ball because I mean I'm not I'd, I'm not trying to poo poo on like you know kindness punks or whatever mm-hmm. but like, I am okay. <laughs> <laughs> Gaga fans are I mean sorry very white like it's it's a deeply Caucasian crowd and they were also just very like we and I say I'll say I'll say we we are all like kind of losers and therefore like don't really know like how to vibe and how to be cool in like a concert environment. And when we went to when I went to Chromatica Ball, I was like, why isn't anyone dancing? Like, why isn't anyone moshing? Like, I know. And, we... and Gaga during her shows frequently says stuff like "dance, motherfuckers," and no and one, no one dance dances. It. And nobody like, dances. No. Yeah, and it's crazy because I used to go. I don't go to concerts that much anymore. But I used to go to like two concerts a month. Like I would find like $15, $20 tickets and go see, you know, Ingrid Michelson or like, um, oh God, do you Ingrid remember, uh, uh, oh fuck. Yeah. Ingrid Laura... Michelson's really a show where you're going to rage out. Girl, or like Laura Marling or something like that. <laughs> but like love, another love, classic love mosh Laura opportunity. Oh, the Laura Marling. Yeah. 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 Laura Marling. Like sad folk music. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> Laura Marling used to be my number one. But like I would go to concerts alone all the time. And like I'm thinking about like when I saw Sleigh Bells live. And like, oh my God. I have Incredible never... live show. And that's the thing is like because, um, we all want to be respectful and not endanger each other's lives. We don't like mosh anymore, but I kind of like miss like oh, moshing yeah. and thrashing. Because you can't go to a sleigh bell show and not mosh. I, no. I once saw them in the basement at Le Poisson Rouge and <gasps> it was like, it was, I thought I was going to die that night. I, I also, <laughs> well, I also did a lot of cocaine that night. So that's I mean, partially why. Can I say, I have gotten into multiple emotional altercations with people at concerts. Have you really? Yes. I got in a fight with a girl at a Carly Rae Jepsen concert at Terminal 5. I <laughs> One of the most heated places you can be. <laughs> this girl was so rude. She was constantly... I mean... I'm, you know, universally hated at any concert because I'm six foot six foot two. Oh. And so like everyone just hates me. And like this girl was constantly physically pushing my back, like trying to like push me away from her. No. And I'm like, I'm not an invasive dancer. I'm a very small dancer. Like I'm very cognizant of the space I take up. But she was like really wasted and um I got into a fight with her at some point. And I was just like, just go in front of me. Like I don't care. Just like literally go in front of me. I just don't want to interact with you anymore. Don't push I also me. got in a fight with a woman at a Michelle Branch concert. Oh my God, what where during what's next? And Are you gonna like the... get into, get like get into a fight with and someone at like the, an Adele show? The worst part is it is it wasn't OG Michelle Branch. It was like her not her most recent it's her or I guess her most recent album was a very small show. 
maybe at Le Poisson Rouge, I want to say, but like there was some woman who was audibly complaining about me, like behind me. And she was like, oh, I can't see. Oh, no, I can't see or whatever. And I like turned around and I was like, I would love to like cut off my shins for you. But like, unfortunately, like I can't like I'm just tall. So like you could move if you wanted to. You're welcome to go in front of me. And she was like, oh, well, crowds make me nervous. So that's why I'm in the back. And I was like, well, you live in New York. And I was just like, so. It's and then, so funny that like fear of having to say the polite thing yes. means you say the rude thing. Yes. It's like how, it, okay, so your nervousness around tapping me on the shoulder and saying, hey, would I actually be able to go in front of you? Yeah. Means that instead you're just going to be passive aggressive loudly. Like yes. how is that better? Let's let's not never forget that Sailor Moon is fourteen. Yeah, she's young, and that, that's crazy too. I mean, I think is like it's a phenomenon with like every um, piece of children or teenagers media, right? Or it's like when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, that's a person, that's an adult, that's yeah. that's fine. And now when I look at teenagers, I'm like, you're not a person. No, you have you do not have independent thought. Like nothing you think or say matters. And then there's the cognitive dissonance of like, well, I didn't look that young. It's like, yes, you did. Yeah, yes, you did. That is kind of crazy. Even though I guess like there are a lot of movies these days where like high schoolers are being played by like full 37 year olds. Yeah, that doesn't whatever. help. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like this ne- this like new kind of trend that's emerging where they're actually casting teenagers as oh teenagers. Oh my god, Love. that that. Okay, when I think about that, I think about the movie Eighth Grade. Oh, yes. me too. Which Incredible. I lo- it ruined me. Like, I, it knocked me down, felled me at the knees. But yeah. um, Elsie Fisher in that movie is like, yeah, no, that's 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 a child. That's a 14-year-old. That, yeah. And that is how vulnerable a 14-year-old is and how vulnerable it feels. And the 14-year-old, like, YouTube videos, like, in that, like, the kind of class of YouTube videos, like, I was watching, like, some sort of, like, interview about, like, Bo Burnham's process of, like, making that movie. And he was like... I watched hundreds of hours of like preteen YouTuber like vlogs, like to like understand. Like, and it's crazy though that this is like the this is what the generation is doing now. Like, are they're cataloging their thoughts like for all of the public, and they are not going to want those to exist <laughs> ten years from now. Well, that, that's what I wonder about because I mean, I like my experience of the internet as a young person was a lot of writing stuff down. Oh, live journal, a little bit. My like, live journal still exists somewhere, and I need it shut I need, down. I need the, big red <laughs> I need the nuclear codes. But like, I mean, I think I do think it is different to have your legal name and your face yeah. attached yeah. to to everything you're putting out. You know, I I wonder what um what that's going to feel and look like later. Yeah, I mean, you know, not everyone gets to fully transform into a superhero and like change their identity. Lucky mm-hmm. for me, I only use my live journal to steal music. And I I honestly recently revisited it and um it was I only have one post and it's it's like a Text only post that's like, does anybody have a good MP3 or MP4 of Alejandro by Lady Gaga? Oh I can't God. find I could have, I could have helped you out with that. <laughs> the gut reaction I had to that concern. I'm like, no, does anyone? <laughs> yeah. does, Listen. I, I remember the fucking YouTube to MP3 converter that yes. like, didn't work. Yeah. yeah. Oh. My live journal was mostly, we really used it as a way to bully each other. So it was oh, like, wow. you would say the meanest, nastiest shit about each other in your live journal. And like, no, like, change of, of names, nothing. But then you didn't talk about it at school. At school, you acted like everything was totally fine and normal. Wow. And then you would go home again that night and be like, I hope she kills herself. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. I mean, cyberbullying. Yeah, I, I, I was a cyberbullier in high school, but I was also cyberbullied. So yeah, yeah, you know, hurt, hurt people, people, hurt, hurt people. people. No! I mean, they, I mean, they do. They, do. <laughs> they really do. It's, it is annoying, but that is true. We'll be back next week with a discussion on Greek mythology. This one is a long time coming. One for the books, so girls. This is one, well, one for specifically one book. One which book. Is, um, Delaire's <laughs> book of Greek mythology. So pick up so, your copy at a local bookstore. Yes. Um, and uh, you know, connect with us on social. Slide into our DMs. Let us know what you think about the show. What you think about us. What you want us to talk about. Any of your hot takes. Um, and you can find us at like a virgin for 2069, follow our Finsta. Also, please leave us a review on Apple podcasts, um, and rate us on Spotify. It really helps us a lot. Any kind of engagement does. Um, I'm your co-host Rose Domu. You can find me anywhere online at Rose Domu. And I'm Fran. You can find me at Fran Squishko anywhere you want. You can subscribe to like a virgin anywhere you listen to podcasts. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Krainchich, and Nikki Etor. Until next week, bye, virgins. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.